Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us for another episode of The Minute Podcast. As you probably know by now, The Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we review a listener-submitted minute of content from a TV show or movie or somewhere else on the internet, and um, we talk about it, try to figure out what's going on, and really orient ourselves. John, what are we looking at today? Uh, Today we're discussing the last seen clip uh, of Rare Exports, and this is submitted by Jared from the Slack. Excellent, and this week's episode is brought to you by the monthly subscription service, Netflix. For just $10 a month, subscribers receive a pleasant surprise each month when they are swept up in a large net and serviced by several of our professionally trained flickers. Do you like being occasionally swept up in a large net? Are you a fan of flicking? If you said yes to either of these questions, go to netflix.com discount code MINUTE to sign up today. All right. Glad we were able to get that for our our listeners, Paul. Well, we got to pay the bills, John. Yeah. Uh, So... Uh, Paul, let's go over our level of familiarity with this clip. Uh, have you ever seen Rare Exports before? No. No? Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay. I, I think I've heard of it. Um, I'm kind of... I don't know what I should say. I think I'm going to stay away from saying anything Okay. Uh, about what I do know about it or... I would like to preface this with, with what I think I know about it rather than what I actually know about it. For all I know, I'm thinking of a completely different movie. Mm. But I like I know of I think the hook about this movie. Oh, I don't even but know. But none that, of so the, the no, actual no spoilers. content. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. The, literally the only thing I know other than this one minute is that uh I accidentally read the first line of the YouTube video description and it said it was a comedy of some type, a dark comedy. So that that's all I got. Okay. Uh, I did know that. Yes, it is a dark comedy. Okay. Uh, pretty sure. I mean, like, <laughs> you see the cast of characters in this. I can't help but feel like there's some comedic scenes, right? I hope so. I really yeah. do. I mean, yeah. So, um, Paul, what happens in this scene? Oh, so much, John. So much. Uh, we start off with a herd of naked men with beards carrying sh- shovels and other tools running out of what looks like a camp of some kind while a young boy stands in an adjacent field, and there's a helicopter overhead. Uh, The scene cuts to two men, also bearded, driving away from what looks like an aircraft hangar. There's an explosion. Uh, We cut back to the boy, who's standing around all the emaciated naked men now, and they start dropping their tools, and that's pretty much all we see. Yep. All right, so I I don't think we can escape it, Paul. I think we have to do a script read. I think, I think that I think the we, audience wants this. Everybody wants this, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they they want to hear us try to speak Finnish, and uh, let, let's say yeah, this is very, very not, quickly. This is not subbed. Yeah, this is not subbed or dubbed. Let, so so let's say, though, no, this we is, have no idea what actual words were spoken in this thing. But this is our most earnest attempt to recreate it. Yes. And to all of we, our Finnish listeners, let me just say a preemptive antaxi. <laughs> yes. Antaxi. Uh, which I assume is, we're sorry. <laughs> yep. Well, it's supposed okay. to be, but we probably fucked that up already. So. Uh, okay. Well, it's whatever Google says. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. Here we go. Got to get into the scene. Mm. 
EC. Roll. Olista yur. Jaira bitte, reik ka ostburt. Lidelonga light i aska da baski, Isaac. Lita tapado. Yo liba on lek sola, Peter, on lek sola tol, yaki teki ton tu me. Insane. Man, that still really sounded like we were doing Star Trek. Uh, sorry, Star Wars Aliens. But, yeah. But that, that's a good take. Let's do it. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a good one. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think without like the the beards like <laughs> to go along with it, I don't think we can physically make the 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 sounds necessary that these these men. It's true. It's a little little known fact about the Finnish yeah. language. Uh, well, John, what is your your first initial takeaway from seeing this excellent clip? All right. Uh, my first takeaway is the beards. I, I think I've said the word beard like six or seven times already. Mm-hmm. Everybody here, with the exception of like the prepubescent boy, has a big old beard. True. Like a a huge like ZZ Top esque beard. Um, and so to me that reads as they are not in the uh you know sexy urban areas of uh of finland i think that they are in like maybe the the farthest northern reaches that also plays that also plays into my theory we we see two distinct types of beards in this scene though yes we see the the tough uh we're assuming military men beard action hero beards i I think that they could also just be like workers or survive like 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 people who live in extreme places that have very serious and safety like like, like, I could see them being, like, National Guard sort of people. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Like, I guess that's military, but, like, but more of, like, a this is the reality of where we live. Because it looks, the, the setting is very, very, like, cold and icy looking. It's also night, so that doesn't help either. Yeah, and, and then we have the, the second type of beard, which is on the old men who are, by the way, completely naked. Um, oh, yeah. Which demonstrates that they've just been in this camp for a while i think they have very yeah. long beards they all have shaved heads which is interesting or yeah. they're all bald um, one or the other yeah and and also like i kept looking at them trying to figure out if they had tattoos but it looks like they had um just like muck on them like so they, i don't think they're particularly well taken care of i thought it was blood actually kind of blood i thought oh, so yeah that could, yeah. It could have been blood so it's let's more, let's more tra- disturbing. Let's transition into talking about the old men a little bit more then. Um All right. One thing that I'm not so sure of is if they're uniformly emaciated or or not. Some of them yeah. have like old men guts, some of them just look kind of jacked. And yeah. I don't know if emaciated, I used that word earlier, really fits. And yeah. that's gonna feed into my theories later, but what do you think about that? Alright. I, I think that they're pretty they, they, I can't tell. I can't tell where, like, just being old and, like, also yep. being, like, negligent, like, uh, cared for negligently, you know, comes into play here. Um, because they don't necessarily look like they're, like, these aren't, like, 90-year-old men out here. They're right. probably closer to, like, 50 to 60-year-old men. So they're not, like, I was, I was going to say 60 to 70. 60, 60 to 70? Okay. Mm-hmm. So 60 to 70-year-old men. And so, like, yeah... And then how much of this is also like they're they're also sort of 
dressed up to be as sort of pathetic looking as possible. Right. Um, I mean, when they drop their shovels near the end of the scene, uh, it, it looks as almost though like their hands creaked open to like draw, like let them go rather than like throwing them onto the ground. So they seem to, they look like defeated people. Well, and it, it may also be a question not, of, I mean like freed, freed people, but like they, they, it took a while for their bodies to catch up, I guess. I don't know. Well, and this will all factor into our theories later, but it could be a question of filmmaking versus storytelling here. Maybe these are the yeah. extras they had who were willing to just stand around naked in the snow. <laughs> naked. Yep. Uh, and they're like, uh, we, we thought that this was the polar bear, you know, run, the polar, the polar bear run for the, for the, for the season. We didn't realize there was a film over here. Maybe they're just like, <laughs> they were just convenient extras. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, look, a bunch of old men out in the, in the tundra. <laughs> So, John, the, the first time that I watched this clip, uh, I thought it was interesting. I thought these might have been aliens instead of old men because <laughs> it, it's a weird look that they have going on, being naked, slightly true. spindly, all bald. Um, but I'm pretty sure these are actually old men, right? There's no alien thing going on here? No, I think they're just all old men. Um, I mean, like, the wispy beards are really intense. That's the major difference between the beard, right? Is like, mm. it's very much like these are just beards that grew out without any care. Like these, these men have not been cared for at all. Right. Um, like they, they look like they've been working a great deal. Like they, I mean, they all have shovels and no clothes. So it feels like, it feels like they've been working on something. Um, these men, Paul, these men, um, what else can we say about them? I don't know. I don't think we have a good idea of what they're actually working on. That'll factor into both of our theories probably at the end, but they're yeah. doing some sort of, we're assuming forced labor out in the snow. Yeah, no, I, I think, and I think it's a camp, although it doesn't look like a, like a war camp. It looks like a, like a ranch almost. I like was the thinking wooden... that. Yeah. The wooden yeah, fence, right? it's not that yeah. intense. Of offense, yeah. There, there does but appear to be a building in the background of some kind as well. Yeah, and and the hangar, maybe it's just all the military esque stuff. Like the hangar mm. that gets blown up looks military esque, but it could easily be like a civilian hangar. Well, like, it's it's it, true. It, Do we ever see the relative proximity of the hangar to everything else that's happening, though? Uh, it's very far away. Right. It's pretty far away. I guess we, we see that see... the helicopter guy can see the explosion in the distance when he's hovering exactly. over the old man. Yeah. And I don't think that the boy can see what he what he's doing. Like, I, I don't think the boy can see the explosion from the ground immediately below the, the helicopter. I think the helicopter can only see it because it's so high up, which is yeah. one of the advantages of a helicopter. One of many. I yes. think... On my first watch through, I really had a sci-fi thing stuck in my head, because in addition to thinking the old men were aliens, I thought that the boy was telepathically controlling the man on the back of the truck. Because he, like, <laughs> you see him close his eyes very intensely, and he's like, oh, making a mental connection with this guy in the truck, but I think that's not happening at all. I don't know. There is something like wish-making or something about the way that the boy acts in the very first scene, when he's mm -hmm. like EC or something like that. It it It's like... I don't know. Like, I would not be surprised if that translated to, like, like I wish or something like that. Ooh, maybe. Well, we can factor that into our theories later. Um, yeah. let, let's talk about what's going on inside of this hangar that they blow up, John. Yeah, I did not get a good look at what's inside this hangar. Well, we see exactly was... one frame of it. Yeah. And, and so, like, it's really frustrating because I tried to, like, 
get a good look at it, but it was very, very difficult for me to see what was inside of it. Then, John, let me, you... let me tell you, because I got a very good look at this thing. Okay. It appears to be a pine tree covered in gelatin to make a massive blob. Huh. That's weird. Yep. I mean, it's one blurry frame, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. A Christmas tree covered in gelatin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or well, a pine tree. Sorry. Well, it, either way. Um, and then we get some other hints after the explosion actually happens from the things we see flying in the air, the debris. Yeah. One of which looks like a body to me. It's like the silhouette of a human. So I'm thinking maybe there was some sort of gelatin tree person hybrid being created in this um hangar oh so i got i got to the i got to the frame Mm -hmm. and there is a ladder on it as though like they climbed up to see what was in it or something who could be yeah could it be like a cocoon it could definitely be like a cocoon i don't know okay well we can factor that in they they blow it up and there's a body in the debris that's interesting yeah so, I, don't, I don't remember seeing too much of the debris. So I'd like to talk about the truck that these guys yes, are in. Yes, absolutely. And those weird spider legs coming off the back of it. Yeah, what the heck are those, Paul? My, my theory um, is that they're a sort of um, mechanism that you could use to hold cargo in the back of the truck. So they just like come down and hold it closed. Yeah. But why, are, why do they look like such alien spider leg things? I don't know. There may actually be a supernatural factor to this movie that we're not really considering they do look like they look like like if you look at it like a um tick or something yeah like at like a billion times or whatever uh magnification it looks sort of like what a tick is made out of like it looks like that sort of like uh carapace like Mm-hmm. legs thing i don't know it's really creepy it's super and weird I, I don't like it and i don't like that this guy's just casually like laying back in the back of this truck with these alien leg things well it's weird and, and while he's laying back there we see him uh use the detonator to blow up yeah whatever was going on in there and this explosion is pretty excellent yes it is a very good explosion it is also a practical effect which is really cool one thing that i don't love about it or maybe i do love this i don't know is the way it so cleanly blows his hat off his head. Oh, yeah. And, and this, so this guy, he's wearing a hat that's like a pull down over the ears on the sides kind of hat. Like a pretty secure yeah, thing. But this it's explosion... like something you put on before you put on your like medieval helmet. Yeah. Like a little bit. But this explosion is so powerful that it doesn't shake the truck or anything. It just perfectly lifts the hat off of his head. Yep. Which is like, so uh, dramatic. It's wonderful. And I it doesn't make any sense though. No, but it is good, and I do like how the color of the of the scene goes from bright orange as it blows the hat off his head to being like back to cool blue mm. um for the rest for the rest of the scene i yeah i actually i think I might really like this movie there's some things yeah, going I on think, that I like a lot I think I'm really interested in this movie. Yeah. We might be watching this movie and be. yeah, like I'm also now looking at the the crowd of old guys mm-hmm. and i am starting to wonder like some of these guys definitely still have a beer gut and then some of these guys just look a little like creepily thin like like they've definitely they they, they put a smattering of of different types of bodies in here no they definitely did uh, but before we shift off of this truck though i feel like this is the most frustrated i've ever been in not understanding what's being said in a clip that we're sent oh yeah because this truck driver he's saying something cool 
Right. Oh yeah, you can tell right before an explosion. This is an Paul, excellent my, line. What what is he doing? What is he saying? What is he think? saying? Like, okay, what? let's uh let's get into his head a little bit. Let's think. Okay, he's saying, "Not my Christmas tree, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I mean, like I feel like it is. If it is a Christmas tree, then maybe it's like um, maybe it's like uh you know like a Die Hard moment. Because Die be. Hard's, of course, a great Christmas movie. So maybe it's like Yippee Kaye Motherfucker. Oh, maybe. Um, but or, I think that Motherfucker is kind of a, let's say, a universal phrase mm. uh, that that wouldn't need translating. Uh, so it's oh, probably something. Yeah. It's probably something a bit more, a little bit more like. <laughs> if it is a Christmas tree, he's just saying Merry Christmas. Oh, that would be amazing. I think this will feed into my theories a little bit later, but I think he's actually saying, this one's for my grandpa. Okay. I like that. Because, yeah, because all the old men, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I've got theories, John. All right. Um... And and so we've got the we come back to the kid, and then the helicopter. Why is the helicopter there? Like, I assume the helicopter is there to save the kid and to help liberate the old men. I assume they dropped off the guys who infiltrated and blew up the military hangar using the helicopter and then he's going to get the kid but but i don't know john how do you think the kid got here and let's talk about what the kid's wearing as well because i like it oh yeah how would you describe the kid's clothes so the kid is wearing what looks like so what i assume is hockey gear right like i was thinking something similar yeah yeah, like I it, like my first reaction was, oh, this is like football, football gear for like a smaller for a smaller kid. But then I'm like, okay, this is Finland. Chances are, that they, probably. I mean, unless good. unless I'm missing something in the news, they they haven't exported um, football a great deal to Finland, and I feel like Finland definitely likes hockey. So padded shoulder pads, and then this helmet. Which looks like a hockey helmet. It does, yeah, really thin, leathery. A really, yeah, yeah, uh, like not necessarily like a pro, a pro hockey helmet. It doesn't have the face mask and stuff, but it's got right. like a chin strap, and it and it looks like you know he's not going to have like a blade slash through his brain if he <laughs> right if he's wearing this thing. And it's got like a nice like quilted padded like uh, balaclava type thing over top of his head or just head head scarf. I don't know what what to call it. Not a head scarf hat. Uh, Hat, yes. The word hat would definitely describe what this thing is. Excellent. Um, What I like most about this kid's costume, though, his outfit, is that it really looks like he decided he was going on an adventure, and he was going to wear the best armor he has, and that's his hockey clothes. And I assume he he had his stick and a slingshot when he started out. Yes, and it's also all primary colors. Like, the shoulder pads are white, but then the, the... chest part of the of the uh, the pads are is yellow and then his coat is blue and his uh helmet is red so it's all very sort of like toy like primary colors like very kid kid clothes right yeah how old do you think this kid is uh i'm i'm gonna say 13 like middle school i was gonna say maybe 14 12 so we're around there somewhere yeah yeah around around the same age. he's a young kid and, and this will factor into our theories big time i think uh how the kid got there what's he doing yeah i i'm also starting to wonder if our theories are closer than we think that they are because like i like i like i'm kind of wondering 
And I'm looking forward to the theory thing. Oh, he's also wearing a red bandana. Oh, no, that's a scarf. It's like a quilted scarf. That's nice. <laughs> well, John, is there anything else that we should talk about visually in the minute here? I mean, we, we said we, we love the things that are going on. There's a ton happening. Oh, yeah. So the guy in the helicopter looks like a... Uh, like a guy who helicopter who pilots a helicopter in like the Arctic. Like he's got like the big old beard with mm-hmm. the huge mustache. Then he's got the uh, aviator glasses and sort of like that, you know, I don't know, a nose that perfectly frames both of them. I don't know how to explain it, but he looks like a helicopter pilot. He really does. Whoever, who, whoever did his outfit was perfect. And the casting was perfect. Do you think there's any women in this movie anywhere, John? Uh, I mean, certainly not in this minute. No. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. I do know that, like, Alaska, isn't there, like, in a lot of, like, uh, like, if this is a remote Arctic location, like, not a place with a lot of permanent settlement and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, I think a lot of people go here for professions and stuff like that, and I think that a lot of companies that hire these things, like, have, have difficulties hiring women, um... Or they, you know, also institute things that restrict women's abilities to actually get these jobs. But, um, so, like, that might be why it's limited to just older men in this scene, is if it's far enough north, then maybe they're here for oil or something, or... And as we all know, one harvests oil in the nude with a shovel. Yes. I mean... I mean, I always do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, how else... (laughs) How else are you going to get all that oil all over you? Like, and then, <laughs> then you go and get it scraped off, and that's how you, you harvest oil. You squeegee it off, yep. Yeah. Well, that's gross. Um, <laughs> well, that's your pay for the week, is the oil that you have. Oh, I see. And that's yeah. why they all have big old beards, to sop up more oil. You know, John, this is all starting to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And that's upsetting. <laughs> should, should we jump into our theories, then, or do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think we should jump into our theories. I think theories will be a good segment. Um, how about you go first, Paul? Okay. Since I kind of know what this movie is about, I want you to go first. first. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Um, my theory is based primarily off of gender dynamics, John. Okay. So my theory is that there, this is a forced labor camp in North, Mm -hmm. Northern Finland. It's an evil government plot on the surface. But what's actually happened is that women have taken over the government in Finland and they've um, sent all of the grandpas to the North Country as forced labor. They're just fed up with the excuse that men of a certain generation will act a certain way. So they've decided <laughs> then they'll act that way in the nude in the North Country. So they ship them out there, and everyone agrees they deserve it. Uh, well, all the women agree they deserve <laughs> it uh, in this government. And then what happens is this kid has a real Mars needs moms moment, except it's children need their grandpas. So he's going out on his own adventure to look for his grandpa. At the same time, he runs across this group of men who are essentially terrorists, but the movie won't frame them that way. They'll frame them as the heroes who are going up to destroy the evil plot that this woman-led government has created in the Northland. And really, there's no evil plot. What's happened is the government set up this big MacGuffin of a Christmas tree covered in gelatin as the excuse to get all these nasty old men out of the cities. Um, So they go up, they destroy it, they free the surviving grandpas, everyone brings them back into society, the government's reintegrated, and the um, protagonist men 
in this little squad think they've done a great job and saved the world, but really the world's just better off because there's fewer dirty old men in it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, damn, that's that's quite the story. That's the movie uh, I want to watch. Yeah, no, it it's it's quite the movie. All right, so um, so Paul, do you want? Uh, I I guess I should finally say what I do know about this movie that that you I I suppose must not know about this movie. Okay, and that's that. Um, the subtitle to this movie is Rare Exports: A Christmas Tale. Oh, okay. And and that the I believe antagonist of this film is Santa Claus. Oh. So, uh, so like. I believe that Santa Claus is running a uh, a work camp in basically the North Pole or just very far north Finland. Okay. Um, or it could just and, and like you know there's Finnish uh, there's Finnish workers I'm sure in the Arctic. Like this could just be a Finnish film. It doesn't necessarily have to be set in Finland. True. Um, so it could be the North Pole. And they're on, like, you know, uh, a camp that's out there. Maybe it looks like they're workers, right? I mean, yeah. they, like, the the guys in the truck look a little bit more subdued and a little bit more uh, wizened. So they could be maybe, like, scientists or something looking for ice, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they found it. They found it, yep. 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 And, uh, and so... But I like other other parts of this sort of make me think that this is like you know a mining, like a mining troop or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're up there, and then people go missing. And then I also think that this kid's grandpa went missing. I think I think this is about huh. uh, grandpas going missing, and specifically like maybe old men with beards. Okay. And and I know it's it's probably just because they're all supposed to be in this Arctic camp and that beards probably are a little bit more comfortable than going clean shaven in the Arctic. Okay. Um but uh so they're in they're they're up here and and people start going missing w- way too many people from all over the place. And so eventually this kid ends up going looking and he finds Santa Claus. And then a major part of the film is going to be to like getting the kid to explain to people that he's not only found Santa Claus, uh, whose grandfather would like tell him about and stuff like that. Right. He's not only found him, but that he's an evil like slave driver, like kidnapping people and making them work for him. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And so like, this is basically them, uh, killing Santa Claus in what I now must think is like a giant cocoon where he's regenerating. Oh, uh, interesting. Maybe, Maybe he sleeps inside the cocoon for like, you know, 364 days and then wakes up and then terrorizes the world for one night or something. Hmm. Uh, And then uh, and so they blew up his cocoon and everybody saved and all the old men who, you know, represent the elves that help build the toys and stuff are now free. Well, that's interesting, and and that would answer some of the questions. I mean, what what is the large factory like building in the background that we see of the work camp? Yeah, could be a toy factory. Exactly. Well, could John, be a toy factory. These, these are two very different movies that we've described. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's the fun part about this 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 show is the weird crud we can come up with. Yeah. Which one would you rather watch? I frankly, I like. I want to watch both of them. Mm. Uh, I'd say that the one that you describe would be a interesting sort of like sci-fi dystopic sci-fi sort of thing. Sure. Uh, something akin to like, I don't know, like 
Snowpiercer or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's, uh, whereas like what I'm describing is like a like sort of goofy jaunt through the the Arctic with like a boy and his grandpas. And uh, and I think both are fun and good. I just wouldn't necessarily want to watch them at the same time because I feel like they're two different movies. Like in terms of themes and stuff, I'd want to watch them on different times. Well, you know, that makes any sense. What we could do because we don't speak any Finnish at all is yeah. do our own dub, plural, <laughs> uh, one for each, and we can tweet them out and see which people prefer. We'll just dub the whole <laughs> movies ourselves. All right, it sounds good. All right, well, John, can can we recommend the movie then in either form? Absolutely. I think I think it looks fantastic. It's well shot. It's a lot of fun. Uh the kid looks cute. Uh the adults look adorable. And that's all I look for in a movie is how cute everybody is. So um I I also like how like it the movie communicates stuff. Like everything seems kind of over the top like his hat blowing off mm-hmm. uh during the explosion like the extreme color grading, uh, grading between like the explosion and everything else, like it looks, it looks like a really fun, like dark comedy. I guess would be the way to put that. Uh, but yeah, how about you, Paul? I think so. I think I would happily watch either version of this movie. Uh, the beards are great. People sound like they're saying very, very cool lines. Um, I, I'm interested oh, yeah. to see that. We Definitely. clearly could not do the Finnish language justice. Uh, watch the clip just for that. These these look like cool dudes, and they're saying some cool stuff. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, then, a big thank you to Jared for submitting this excellent clip. Uh, if you want to submit your own clips, you can do that on our website, theminutepodcast.com. Uh, reach out to us. Well, a big thanks to Jared for submitting this episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can always review us on iTunes or wherever you download the podcast or submit your own clips at theminutepodcast.com. You can reach out to us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinutePod. Find us on Facebook or whatever hip new social media systems the kids are using that I don't understand. Uh, Hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward. Produced by John Ward. Theme music by Paul Reberg. Same as every week. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you join us next week for our crazy theories that don't make any goddamn sense. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye. Holy crap. You made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.